Welcome back to another episode of Producer Grind Podcast. Karen and JB with me. Yo. Yo. Quay Globe in the building. What's good, What's bro? going on? I'm happy to be here, man. Already, bro. Appreciate you pulling up, bro. For sure. This, this, this is a podcast I've been, I've been wanting to get in for a minute. Because um, I feel like, you know, your story as a producer is kind of like that ideal story, like, for a producer come up. Like, I feel like a lot of producers at home, you know, when they think about, you know, themselves coming up or imagining it, you know what I mean? They, I feel like it's real similar to, like, what, what, what happened with you, like... Cause like from the outside looking in, it looks like you know you were like regular regular producer on the come up, working around, moving around. You're from Atlanta, right? Yeah, I'm from Atlanta. I'm actually from the east side of Atlanta. Okay. Um, I kind of I want to say like grew up in it. Like my granddad used to do the music and shit, so I grew up making music. I grew up like <clears throat> in the church, but I didn't play actually in the church. I just got dang go after the services, mess around mm-hmm. type shit. Mm-hmm. What kind of music was your granddad into? Um, my granddad he was into like jazz music, mm. but he used to just play the saxophone, piano a little bit every year. I used to go out there. He used to just teach me a couple of notes every time I went out there. Every year I used to go out there like every summer. Were you, was it something you were like interested into, or was it just like oh, this grandma, grandpa showing me something like? Nah, see the thing is, he died right before like I grew up and could realize what I was doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He died, so. Like, right before he died, he, he had, like, a little deal. He was finna blow up. He was finna sign the RCR. Mm. I can't remember the name right now at the moment, but I'll get that to y'all for sure. Yeah. So, like, when you when you started your taking, like, when you decided to go in your music career, was it, like, kind of, like, living through or, like, kind of following up what he was doing or following his footsteps? <clears throat> um. Yeah, I kind of wanted to make it, and then, plus, my family was kind of poor, like, mm-hmm. coming up. So, that kind of inspired me to do the music thing a lot more. Mm-hmm. So, how serious were you taking music back then when you were, you know what I'm saying, taking the piano lessons and stuff like that? Um, I ain't take no piano lessons. I don't really, I know how to play, but I just know, like, you know what, I know how to play. Like, mm-hmm. It ain't like, I just can read notes and shit. I can't do that. But yeah. I definitely can, you know, hear what you hear. But how old were you when you were playing with the piano and stuff like that? Oh, like, now, mm. coming out like nine years old. Mm. Okay. How old were you when you first finally like opened FL Studio? About thirteen. Uh, my uncle kind of introduced it to me. They used to do music and shit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was making beats. Nah, he ain't made beats. His partner made beats. Mm. I used to look up to his partner. Mm. They used to be doing that little music shit. Like back in the day, like in Atlanta, it used to be like underground music. Mm. She used to be hard back then. Like what time period are we talking about? <clears throat> like 2009 to 2010. That's the time we talking about. Back, back around in now. Mm-hmm. When you first started making beats, were you always like, like, you know, like when you first start making beats, it's kind of just like messing around for a little bit. What, like what point were you like, all right, let me, let me, let me actually start like kind right, of so more serious. When I used to make beats, my mom used to call that shit noise. Like, <laughs> she used to be like, cut that noise down. I used to be like, this shit ain't no noise Like you call them mm-hmm. my beats noise Like I used to really Take that shit to heart Like my mama used to be Saying that shit mad. So like <laughs> Like my uncle He used to do music Like I said And Like me and my uncle God damn We used to goddamn Cook up I used to make the beat From scratch He used to just have his vocals He used to just be singing You know you couldn't sing But mm-hmm. back then They used to think They were rapping and singing mm-hmm. Yeah He used to think He could sing So God damn, I ran with that And I learned melodies and shit just off his voice type shit. Mm. Like off the tone mm. in his voice. Like I just learned how to make beats. 
Mm. How did your mom feel about you being like wanting a music career versus was she telling you to go to like school yeah. and stuff like that? Or like I mean, my I feel like my grandparents was more big on go to school. I used to I would tell them like I ain't going to school. Like that ain't what I'm doing. Like period. Like, I ain't going. Because you knew the music shit. Yeah, because I always knew like mm. I was gonna be successful in the music. I always knew it was a talent. Mm. So like, why were your grandparents saying go to school when your grandpa was he? He was in music industry, right? Like he was doing stuff for music. So when he like, he was okay. Okay, so I used to go to Chicago every summer. Mm -hmm. My granddad, um, his name was Bruce. Got down. That's he. He stayed in Chicago. That Mm -hmm. was my mama. Dad. Mm -hmm. Okay, my. My dad, dad was like the deacon at the church. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> he was a deacon at the church, so that's how I was at the church plan, because he was the deacon at the church. Mm. And that's the granddad that was telling you to go to school and stuff. Yeah, that's God. the granddad. Like, yeah, go take your way to school. Boy. <laughs> what did they say now though? Now that you're successful in it though, um, it's nothing to say. What you gonna say? It's really nothing to say. <laughs> you gonna, you gonna go back there. and get your degree? You gonna go yeah. back yeah. and get your degree? They they say that then. Right. Like, it's like they really say shit. that. Mm-hmm. They gonna yeah. always say that, right? Yeah, right. they gonna always say they that. gonna stick to it. You know, you know, back then is back then, and now is now. Right. Yeah. right, like back then it's kind of like like when you got your degree, that's like okay, your life is together. Like you kind of right. you getting your stuff together, but it's like a whole different generation. Now. Yeah, it's a whole nother ball game. And I knew I always knew that I always had it in my head. Like it's gonna be a whole nother whole nother thing going on. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's almost like they're more comfortable if you were if you were locked into it. You had a degree, locked into a job, making like thirty k a year. They would be they comfortable would with that. They'd be like, oh, with yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> they more secure, but it's like, I guess so. It's so, you know, you can get it, you can lose it, right? You can get it back again. Yeah, right. So, so what were what were you doing to make money like before? You know, you had. Oh, I was recording. Stuff? I was recording at my um my mama's house. She used mm. to be mad as hell. You I was young as hell through? though. Yeah, I was young as hell recording. I used to record niggas for like fifteen dollars a song, twenty dollars a song. Mm. Damn. But it used to work though. Mm. Like that was like. I used to meet everybody out of that shit. Like, mm. It wasn't nobody I wouldn't run across off doing the 15, 20 dollars a song. Right. The hey. whole hood. The whole hood. Like, why? We gotta go, we gotta go to the house. Gotta go to Quay House. Probably I'm at school. Busy. Gotta go to Quay House. Mm. Like that's just how I did it. Like I was young, like getting a little money. Like I sold my first beat for like twenty-five dollars. <laughs> Hype as hell. Twenty-five dollars. I swear I, right. I never looked back after that. Like it went from twenty five to fifty to one twenty five. Like I still got the PayPal. Like it was in my PayPal because I was just doing a little <laughs> internet shit. Oh, these are online. Nah, it's it's online, but it's like it's people I know. Oh, yeah. Okay, but man. they just send it. You feel me? Yeah, 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 yeah. When you were recording people, were you like letting them record all your beats for free, or were you really always trying to make money when it someone wanted your beats? Free beats. Give me that twenty dollars for that song, mm. cause it was like it was more of right now than later on. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Can't be thinking about later on. I'm thinking about right now, cause right. I was fucked up, like we were broke. So yeah, yeah, what I was thinking about, like shit, I gotta get, I gotta make some money some way. Shit. Right. Now a lot of people say that, that mindset can hold you back. What do you think about that? You say what? A lot of people, like we interview, say like that that mindset can hold you back, like worrying about like right now. Oh, I need this right now. Fuck, you know. I mean, not 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 when you trying to get some money. We ain't talking about when you trying to have a music career. We talking mm. about you trying to get some money. Mm. So when <laughs> so when did that when did that switch? Um, 
I always had a passion for music. Like it never switched. I ain't saying like I got dang, I, don't, I ain't got no passion for music. I'm saying at that time I was broke and I needed to get the money, so I just did what I had to do. And that was but, your skill set. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That shit. Yeah, yeah. So, so at what point did you start recording at like big studios and you know what I'm saying? Have a situation <sighs> that that could change your life, you know what I'm saying? Um, okay, so I'm gonna tell you how this story. So I graduated from high school. So I was doing a little recording shit. My mom like, you gotta do something like twenty dollars ain't gonna got now, fifteen dollars or something gonna do it, and they coming in my house. Right, right. Like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't gonna do it. So, um What 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 you what you was saying again? That shit just threw me out. Which what, what I well, you was saying? He asked you when did you start like when, yeah, when did you start? I was my big break. So yeah. I was telling the story. So goddamn. I um my mom was like, you gotta get a job. So I got this job at this truck wash called um Blue Beacon. Mm-hmm. So got down six months in that. Um I quit. Same day I quit. Same night, I'm in the studio with Gucci. Mm-hmm. So I met I got there through my friend, um, Lala Shep. Oh yeah, shout out to Lala. You know Lala? Oh yeah, don't yeah. do manager. Yeah, Lala got down. She got down, put that shit together for me. So, um, so we get there. I'm speeding because I'm late. Like, I'm late. It's traffic. I got to realize in the city, I stay, I, I, back then I used to stay all the way on like, fucking by Stockbridge and shit. Damn. Like, and Golly. So I was going to you the city. Waiting. They were like, can you get here in 30 minutes? So I'm like, hell That's a 50 nah. minute, that's a 50 <laughs> minute drive. I get that though. In 30 minutes? Yeah, I get that though. I ain't never, um, I ain't never been to like the city for real, for real. Like, for real, never been to the city for real. So I get there, I see them. So cool, bam. It's crazy because the video still on YouTube. Like when I first walked in, yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube. Right, like, like, yeah. So I walked in there. Um, uh, what was it? You walked in at the studio where you just drove. No, no, no. I had pulled up. I had mm-hmm. just got there. Mm-hmm. So I walked in through the gate. Um, this was Hot Beats. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know the old Hot Beats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we walked in Hot Beats. We went in there. Um, it took Gucci like like 20 minutes to get there. It was the first time I ever met Gucci. Like that was the first time I ever met, met him. So when I played my beats, he was like, who beats them in? I was like, they're my beats. He was like, them beat hard. And he was like, shit, got down. Get his number like So I got down, he got my number. I want to say like two, three months go by. He ain't even got down. I ain't even get no follow back. Mm. But the whole time, I'm thinking like, I got to get money now. Mm-hmm. So like when I go in there, I ain't need stun Gucci for real. Like I'm stunning him, but I ain't need stun him. So I straight go to the front desk and I just asked him like, y'all hiring? Like, is y'all hiring? But I use Gucci face card to like get the job. Mm-hmm. So now I'm 18 and everybody at the studio older than me. So they like, damn, like, how you get in here, bro? You look young in here. Like, I'm 18. You were it, engineering? It, yes, I was engineering. Like, it was people older than me interning up there. Mm. I was I was that young. Yeah, I was young. Like, damn. Young dude. Young. So you started out, like, with a job or you were interning for? I was never interning. Oh, you mm. just straight had a job? I straight jumped. That's crazy. In. So you was in there. I used the fake card. 
same studio Alex was working at. Yeah, but I ain't never see Alex. Mm. I ain't never. He wasn't there at this time. I feel like this time stu the studio is kind of like on the way down. Yeah, on the way down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. So what? What do you? What? What's your relationship with Lala? Why did she even call you? Right. right. She, okay. So I used to be signed to this label um, called Bit Dog Entertainment, okay. and I met Lala through the label I used to be signed to. Mm -hmm. And I, me and Lala, just always kept our relationship. And she used to always used to just hit me up, mm -hmm. just. Out of the blue. Because she knew you were the fire engineer? Yeah, yeah, She knew I just had a talent. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So she took that and just, you know, embraced it and helped me grow with it. So how did the situation to, with Big Dog come about? Um, I was just in high school. Like, that's, that's, I, I really, I really slick. Don't even remember how that happened. Like, I think I had went to, um, I think, I think, um, Okay, so I met them, I want to say at Street Is X. Like when Street Is X first had they little, like when they first came out, I met them at Street Is X. And um, Jay Pizzle, like the owner who owned it, he got there and just reached out to me. I was like, I want to have you on my label. Mm -hmm. I was like 16 back then, They're 16, like, 17. <laughs> <laughs> I was in high school, packed up though. Like I had fun, like I had my rap career, like, I literally like had the whole rap run, like it was a good run. It just we never like looked into like the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. you know oh, you were saying? signed as an artist? Yeah, I was signed as an artist. Okay. It wasn't even no production. Mm -hmm. Like most like most people my age, like they know me as a rapper. They don't even know me as a producer. Mm -hmm. Everybody like else just know me as a producer. Like people around the way know me as a producer, rapper. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So you were signed, right, as an artist. Why did you, like, what changed where you was like, okay, let me take the route of just going beats? Right. It wasn't working. <laughs> it wasn't working. It, like, years at it, and it's not working. So mm -hmm. I took what I knew would work and ran with it. Mm, like the engineering and the yeah. producing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it a lot more work to come out as an artist? Uh, yeah, it definitely is. Um, Now in this time, hell yeah, I feel like you got to have a lot more of an um, engine. Uh, um, a back, mm. like a whole team behind. You. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have, you got definitely gotta have a situation going on. Yeah, because I wanted to ask because I know last year you dropped a single. Uh, was it called Not Sense or something like that? No sense. No sense. No sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. No sense. Um, and I dropped another one called Um, uh, Wait. It was called Wait. Mm. Quay Wait. Q U A Y Wait. Mm, and now what, what's your mindset putting them out? Are you just having fun um, with it? Are you really trying to... Nah, I really used to like try to like, used to go for singles. Like I was always the single person. Mm -hmm. Like I used to always make myself like create singles. Then I, like before I left Bit Dog, like I had albums, like three of them. Like I didn't, I never went through with them. Like mm -hmm. it never went through. I always had the vision, the dream. It just never... That shit never came across. It never went through what it was supposed to do. Mm. And then now in one of your interviews, I know you were saying that right before you met Little Baby, you were actually working with Bricks the Man. Yeah, I was working with Bricks the Man. Um, he kind of um, he kind of helped me too, like, because I ain't had no money. Like, he, he would help me get some money too back then. Um. On the engineering side? Or? Yeah, on the engineering side. I met Bricks through uh, a bit down the label also. Mm. Okay. Yeah. 
So it seems like you actually got some good relationships. Yeah, I got some. I got. I definitely got <clears throat> some good relationships. Um, Bricks kind of just like I was kind of like working for Bricks. Like Bricks was paying me to, you know, record sessions and stuff. He At just, his studio. No, no, no. We used to just he used to have he used to just have his plays. We used mm-hmm. to just go from there. I realized he was he a big producer, so he used to just put it together, and I used to just work for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You talk about like how you set up you and baby meeting. Um so it was just a, I used to always be at Big Dog Studios. Cause they, they did have a studio in the city. So I used to always be at a studio. I used to run it. So um I wanna say like we what'd you say? I was asking like talk about like how he set like how you ended up meeting baby through bricks. Oh about engineering. Oh. Yeah, um, I mean, we just kept that relationship. So mm-hmm. me having that relationship with him, he just, he knew I was a go-to and he knew I was good with beats. Mm-hmm. So he used to just call me and he used to just put me on the money to, I guess, because he didn't feel like doing it. Mm-hmm. He used to just call me like, bro, goddamn, help me out. I used to just help him. And mm-hmm. went from there. Yeah, because he even said in our interview, like, that was a time period where he was kind of late. He was being lazy at the time. Yeah, like, he wasn't lazy. Like, he he was really like, bro, you do that shit. Like, yeah. just give me, I got you there. Yeah, he was just helping me out do that shit. Definitely ended up working out for your favor. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely helped me. Definitely. Mm. And then y'all made my dog, like, the first night linking up, right? That's what you Yeah, mean? yeah. Like, the first night we linked. Like, the first night we did that shit, we made, yeah, that shit went crazy, too. It was that QC that y'all yeah. Mm, yeah. So was it was it, were you were you were you already kind of like not stunt shit or were you when you're like oh shit I'm at QC this you know could be big. Crazy? Like I was never stunted the whole time because I don't went through it so much like I went through the uh, being here and not going nowhere so much yeah. like I that one my I wasn't stunted. Mm. That's crazy because like you said growing up in the A you can realize like you can run into a lot of cap situations or like you feel like your life's about to change and it doesn't. Yeah. <clears throat> but I feel like from people that aren't in Atlanta, they're like, yo, all I need is that one shot to right. be at the studio. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let me just walk in the street execs and I know it's so I'm I'm on. Yeah. Like, nah, it ain't like that. Right. Cause they gonna look at you crazy because they don't even know who you is. Right. Like, like that. Mm. So the song comes out. How long does it take before your life changes after that song came out? I said about it took about a year for everything to just shape and you know become you know good because you know at first you gotta fix your life like you gotta fix everything around you and you gotta fix your life so it's like yeah what do you mean also like what you mean like your family your friends just you know you might have like business ideas you might jump into and you now work like Mm. just Mm. all over. Like like bad investments type shit. Yeah. <laughs> what you trying to do? Flip cars or something? Flip houses? What you trying to do? All that. Like everything. Like it just you know, it just been a it just been a long run. Like I'm just an entrepreneur, like all over. So mm. name, name a few things that you invest into. Um, right now, um I got a food truck. I um work with the crack house. Yeah, I've heard of the crack yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, the grapes and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. For sure. We um definitely, you know, that's like family. You know, we got um a lot going with the crack house. Um, um I got also got a restaurant, the crack house restaurant. That's coming soon too. 
Um, um, what else we got? I know in your IG you had something about for partnerships call or you said partnerships or something in your IG bio. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I um partnered up with um um Kasa. That's my um brand strategist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got them. We um reaching out to get partnerships. Um. That's about it with that. Do you feel like? Do you ever like run into moments where you pursuing these business ideas that it takes away from the music? Mm. Um, no, cause it, it kind of got something to do with the music. I feel like music and food go together, so mm. I feel like it, it kind of got something to do with the music. But you know, you got to put a lot of hours, like running, opening a restaurant and stuff. It takes like a lot of energy. Yeah, that's what. That's why you got a team, though. Oh, okay. That's why it ain't just you know, it ain't just me. I mm. got a whole team. Like I, I had to hire my own team. Like, I pay my my whole own staff. Mm. Yeah. You have any producers on you? Yeah. Um, we got um, DMC Global. I got um, um, Benji. Um, and, you know, it's a it's a lot more coming, but, you know, we still working on, like, signing producers and, you know, getting out, getting everything together. Mm-hmm. Like, do you look for, like, Melody guys or like who? um yeah I look for melody guys but some melody guys they I I don't get along with them because <laughs> right, they I don't know they be trying to act like they be in the room with me like they y'all not in the room with me so I feel like they shouldn't get a, such a percentage when you're not in the room with me. Mm. it's the That's difference a when you here and you you there. Mm. You, you don't like think a, you don't think it's a difference from you when you like, in there? Are you saying like uh, when you making the beat in the studio with the artist, like it's a difference? Or are you saying just nah, like, just when you make collab, yeah. like collab percentage? You know, yeah, same like, thing we've been say, talking say, about with everybody. Yeah. Like say if producer send you a loop, right? Like that, like producer send you a loop, mm-hmm. you do the song, boom. They want a whole fifty percent or thirty mm-hmm. percent, and they ain't need that number. But you see what I'm saying? I feel you. I mean, I don't so know. So some, some loop guys, I just, we don't get along. Mm. And I just <laughs> think it's like, I think it's like a matter of like, if somebody sent like a melody and you add like 15 tracks on top of it, then, you know what I'm saying? Of course, it's like, yo. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I should do more. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like it really depends on how much they did. Right? Yeah, like it, it, it really got to be, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it really right. got to be something. But I forget yeah. who said it. Um... One of the podcasts we said, they said, regardless of what happens, they just bust it down 50-50. Yeah, that's how a lot of people feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's probably like the safest route to take. Yeah, just bust but, it down 50-50. But, but I feel like if it, you got to realize it's different when it's chords and like a melody in the beat. When it's just, uh, it's like a one, I want to say like a one shot, like, like it's a one shot, one shot melody. Like I probably could have made the melody. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's just like a little idea. Yeah, it's just something to just, yeah. But when you run off with the idea, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel you know what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I could def- I definitely see how you then like you want to. Of course, fifty fifty, yeah. If you with me, yeah. Right. But if you not, if you not in the room like that, you gotta think about that. Like mm. the relationships, yeah. Having a relationship. Like and, and I just met you. Like yeah, like you can't just get, this get put is, on. I built you. You telling me I built this whole brand for you mm-hmm. to just be like, 
come in and get fifty percent. Right. No, <laughs> not I, mean, I, see, I see that perspective. Too. I mean, not bro, possible, bro. bro my, not possible. My way of looking at it goes back and forth. I haven't really made an exact decision. Nah, for real. But I mean, I think it's like it's a different layer too when it's like when you're playing on a higher scale, like major placements and stuff. Then like when the money's up there, it's like. I can understand how someone's like, bro, I just built, spent 10 years of my life building this career. Then you send a loop and then now you're going to get 50% of this major radio hit. I can understand right. that too. But then I can also understand like, yo, it's 50% of the song. Like I did this and you did this. Let's just break it down 50-50. But sometimes that's not all that goes into it. It's a lot more. Yeah, man. Shit, that's just being honest though. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was just, I'm just being truthful. You know, right. I mean, yeah. That's a whole, that's like a whole... Yeah, and a whole another topic yeah. to go into. Right, yeah, right. you're right. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, I was looking on, on, like, I was going through your playlist and you got on Spotify and stuff and looking at, you know, some of the bigger songs and pulling up the credits. And it seems, you, you're the only ones getting produced credits, so does that mean most of your placements are all you? No, no. All my, everybody who I've ever made a beat with, I put them in the, in the credits, in the credentials, everything. Mm. I tell my lawyer, make sure Make sure you do that. Mm-hmm. Everything, all the way around. No, I was saying, are there any are there any of your major placements that were just you? Oh, um, all mo- majority of my placements were just me. Mm-hmm. Majority of them, but um, like my last placement, um, I did one with Ghost Rage. Like man, Ghost Rage been working a lot. Mm. Um, um, it's been a couple, you know, couple, but not not a lot. Like it's been like two or three songs. Mm. Not too many. How do you feel about collaborating with other big producers? Because it's not something I really see you doing too much of. Um, I do. I collab with other big producers. It's, it just be like somehow we never just it never go out. Like, but I do like know a lot of big producers. Like, yeah. I work with C Note. I work with a lot of producers. Earl, OG Park. Like, it be a lot of producers I work with. It just it never mm. it never get out. Mm. When you're working with these other artists, or do you prefer to do it, like be in the studio with Ceno, be in the studio with Earl, or have them like send you stuff? I'm not, because I feel like we built the relationship. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like we done, we built the relationship. Like, mm. I feel about it. I feel. So let's, let's go back a little bit. So you said after, after my dog came out and everything, it was really about a year before your, your life kind of changed, right? So what happened within that year? Um, man, a lot happened, bro. Like I had to, like, really just catch myself because I was I was so young. Like I had to really just understand where I was at mm-hmm. in my career. See what I'm saying? So, it was, I just um I really it's like a lot of stuff I can say, but a lot of stuff I can't. So, so I I want to say like I just went through a lot of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, just building the team, getting everything together. As a producer, like what, what do you need a team for? As a producer, like when you were building a team, like what were you looking for? Like someone to handle paperwork. Yeah, yeah, I needed. Um, I was looking for somebody to really just you know take me serious and take my, take my career serious. Um, I recently um, just um, got a new manager, um, Rico Brooks. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's my um, that's my new manager. He manages a lot of a lot of big dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I see what he do. I, I just, you know, mm. I trust Rico. How did the situation with QC come about? Um, the situation with QC came about, you know, just cooking up with baby. I stayed cooking up with him. I was always with him, so you know they seen me with him all the time. So they're like, we might as well mm. duo. 
right. Yeah. And then what, what was that moment like? Was that like a, oh shit, my mm-hmm. life's about to change moment? Yeah, that's exactly when I, you know, tightened up and really just, really started really cooking up. Like, I'm going to really like make beats hard every day. Like, no, I stopped. In one of your interviews, you said like once you get signed, it's like kind of a different like uh, pressure or a different level as a producer because it's like now they're asked, they're like, yo, have more beats. Like you got the beats, you have, you have people contacting yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you beats. definitely, you definitely, when you get signed, you definitely got to, you know, improve your work ethic mm. with the beats. Hang on, I was making like, I was making like, um, ten beats, like ten beats every day, like before I got signed. Mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of had got slower over the course of time, and then like, like when I caught a hit single, like I it it come back, like I feel I feel it like a a shock or something. <laughs> Is it was it ever a period of time where you got lazy? Um. Um. Yeah. Um. I want to say, yeah, because you get tired of like, I want to say like people asking for the same stuff, asking for the same beat. Like everybody like, I want that beat, that beat, that same beat. They want the same drum, same everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I kind of got tired of it. So I kind of had to like start working with different artists and like, you know, shaping, reshaping my sound. Mm-hmm. And then what, what did that look like though? Like when you're, when you're already on type shit? What you mean? Like how like like how do you reshape your sound once you already reach a high level like I, oh, I'm oh oh how do I reshape the sound and get um, to that next level like um I feel like like once you keep doing something over and over again like you gonna get better at like mm-hmm. you it's gonna be something you gonna be like oh yeah I can do that so I just you just keep improving yourself mm-hmm. so that's I feel like that's how you just grow and you make better beats mm-hmm. when people are asking for like the same beat and you told them no were they uh, <laughs> were they hurt. I mean, you know, they'd probably be like, yeah, goddamn, we'll probably just call you, you feel me? Or oh, uh, we'll get some beats from you next time we see Because mm. they gonna, they, they gonna want some more beats. <laughs> just a temporary, like, yeah, just temporarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, just a, it's just a pause, like a, mm. a stop. So, like, what are some, like, okay, so you're talking about reshaping your sound. What are some other, like, sounds? Like, are you di- hopping into different genres trying to work with, like, some R and B, some pop, or maybe something else. Like, what are you? Um, yeah, I um, I've been working with um, Millie, Millie Go Lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, she's kind of like poppy, so that's like something new for me. But I definitely been working like on pop, like mm-hmm. as a new genre. Um, yeah, that's about it. I just, pop rap, mm-hmm. pop rap and R and B. How do you feel about the music, like, 2019 music industry versus 2018? Like, I feel like last year was, like, so many songs coming out, so many hits. And this year is, like, really, like, less turn. Like, I don't know. really seen, y'all feel like that? Like the summer it's the season. Yeah, it's the season. summer really it's been quiet. This is slow. Um, I feel like it's so many producers that shaped the game last year. Like, it was, like, like it was, like, everybody was trying to, Get their own. <laughs> Everybody it's trying to make their own shit. <laughs> but nah, they um, I I I really can't speak. It's really a whole new vibe for twenty um nineteen. Like it's more mellow. I feel like it's more. I feel like it's some missing. Like I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I feel like people just burned up. <laughs> mm. They tired of yeah, it. People just burned up. That's it. Like, and then like the music, like now, like it be so simple. Mm-hmm. Like it just be that one bass, 
Yeah. Y'all don't be noticing that? It's bad. It's bad. It's yeah. One base. Yeah. Like, it would be. Like, I feel like 2020, though, I feel like, like it's like a swing right now. Like he said, people are burnt out from over here, so they're going to start swinging over to this other side. Yeah. So I think 2020 is going to be crazy. I feel like all the artists are kind of like working on something. It's a know, lot of new thing. shit coming out of 22, though. Like it's yeah. a lot of new PS5, all that coming <laughs> yeah, out yeah. in 2020. PS5 new shit. Yeah, yeah, hovering cars. Like, what? 2020. Oh, you said PS5, be... like PlayStation. I was yeah. like, yeah. PS5. I'm like, hmm, is that an artist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> I see what you yeah, It is a whole new decade and shit. It's not even yeah, yeah. anywhere. It's crazy. They're gonna be flying cars. Yeah. Uber got um, they got the uh, what are they? The drones. Where they yeah. got drones? Like they're gonna pick you up, like from your hotel. That shit'll take you like to like the event or wherever you gonna you go. Put like, a strap on like a backpack. <laughs> that back shit crazy, yeah, man. Helicopters are great shit. Man, them folks got drones. That shit, that crazy. I know in like man. Italy they got um, or like other countries they got like Uber is more like for like. Like helicopters, Uber like, Air, yeah, yeah, like helicopters yeah, or like shit boats and stuff like that. It's more like luxurious. That shit, that, yeah. Uh, What's it? What does it feel like to wait on records? Like, because I know a lot of producers. I forget about them. You forget I about them. I do not sit down and dwell on those songs. Because if you dwell on it, like you gonna it's gonna burn out eventually. Like you gonna burn it out. So I, I feel like I don't even need to keep listening to it. So I don't burn it out. So when it come out, I'm I'm with like I can. I'm I'm hip. <laughs> Real. I know you got a couple songs out this year. Future and Lil Baby. Um, mm-hmm. All the Mud just dropped. Mm-hmm. How long has that been on now? A couple months, month and a half? Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it just came out. Just came yeah. out type shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I got um, Yellow Beezy. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did, um, I did like four on his project. That's an interesting record to me, the Yellow Beezy one. Because it's all over the radio. Like, it feels like that song's really being pushed. Back at it again? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hitco definitely, definitely did their job with that song. It's like it's like different from a, like a my dog. Like my dog is like kind of like the streets will play it more, right. but organically just yeah, pick it up type like shit. Yeah. It's like yo, like everyone rock with it. While the yellow beezy one seems like you'll hear it more on the radio or you'll hear it more on the right in yeah. the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I even think about definitely. the club because I don't be going to the club and shit. So. Yeah, you are that every time you go to the club, you are gonna hear that song. Mm. Show. Mm. Fact, that's fact. And then um the controller streets volume two. That should definitely I'm definitely interested to hear what that sounds like. Yeah, you I got um four I, on there? Yeah, I got four on now. Um what date? What 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 date? You know the date? Sixteenth? August sixteenth. Yeah, I got um I got four on there also. Mm. Um three of them, little baby, for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you have any plans of like trying to relaunch yourself as an artist or is that you kind of just sitting um, Yeah, I'm going to jump back into it. I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to jump back into the artist side. Um, I'm going to just, you know, start writing first and then, you know, we're going to go from there. Is there any opportunity for you to get songwriter, like start pursuing songwriter credits or start getting that lane? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Definitely start working with um different artists and helping them create their sound. Also, with the artist side, not just the production side. Mm. Definitely, I'm able to like help somebody create a sound. So I'm also, and I'm also curious about, okay, as a songwriter, how do you handle the business side as a songwriter versus like, I can imagine being in a studio and you're helping someone with lyrics, right? Mm-hmm. Doing songwriter work. But then the artist could just say, nah, bro, you just helping me out. Like you're not really going to get a percentage. Like yeah. how does that work out if you've had experience with that? Um, I've never really too tough went through that. Mm-hmm. 
But um, in a situation like, I wouldn't trip about it. I wouldn't, cause it's probably my beat nine times out of ten. So mm. I'm I'm eating anyway. So I feel like it's just me helping me now. Right. Mm. And then we we can't we can't let you get out of here without talking about some technical stuff. Okay. Oh yeah, let's get the give us questions. your top three VSTs. Omnisphere, Contact, Electrax. <laughs> Electrax? Yeah. Yeah, Electrax. What about on no, the C- no, effect no, C- side? Effects? <laughs> um, um, I use the Fruity Chorus. <laughs> mm. uh, Fat, clean preset. Yeah. I'm trying crazy. to get y'all some sauce. Yeah. Yeah, let's yeah, go. Get the sauce um, going. Uh, chorus go crazy. What do you use the chorus? Like, okay, what... what what things would you put the chorus on that you wouldn't expect to put chorus on? What you mean? Like, do you put chorus on anything other than just instruments? Like, do you put a chorus on maybe like a hi-hat or put chorus on a clap to add a different effect? Or is it just a standard, like, I'm going to put this chorus, the fruity chorus, on like a piano just to make it thicker? Um, like, using things in an unorthodox way, do you use any plugins in like an unorthodox way that people wouldn't oh, expect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I use the fruity chorus on like a lead. I might use it on the lead. Might use, I might use a phaser, phaser too. But like, yeah. I ain't gonna even like effect, effects wise, like cross beat. Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't really too much hitting them effects, like, with the, like, if you hear a fit, it might be like, it's out on, on the plug in already. I ain't, <laughs> <laughs> ain't tweaking all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes I might, I might do a little tweak, I might play with something, but I really don't be no knowing what I'm doing when I do that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it might just be like some, I'm feeling curious today. Yeah. Right? For real. What about your master channel? Nothing. Nothing on the master. Nothing. Mm-hmm. When you leveling, are you leveling your beats quiet or loud? Uh, lower. Do you mix in mono? Stereo. Stereo. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Cool, man. Shout out, let everybody know where uh, where to follow you if they don't know already. Oh, yeah, y'all can follow me on Instagram at A-S-Quay, Twitter, Quay Global. Um, that, yeah, that's it. That, they're my only two. Um, oh, Spotify, Quay Global. Y'all seen that? Um, Audio Mac, Quay Global. Everything Quay Global, except for Instagram. So, Instagram, A-S-Quay, A-Y-E-T-H-A-T-S-Q-A-Y. Any albums or singles coming out? Um, Com- like compilation type stuff. Yeah, the QC album. No, I'm saying you specifically. Oh yeah, I got an album dropping. Um, well, I ain't gonna say dropping. I'm gonna say is I'm working on an album. It should be here by January, not January, February. But every every artist you could think of is probably on that album. That's fire. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Any new tags? Um. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> We gonna keep it cool and steady right now. I feel you. Right. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Another dope episode in the books, man. Signing off. Peace, Peace y'all. Yo.